welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy, the one true podcast, and the only podcast to have marked with the, is it the sign of the beast or the mark of the beast? The mark of the beast since birth. I think Matt Wakefield actually has Irreligiosophy tattoo on one butt cheek and uh, 666 on the other. Is it 666 or 999 on your ass? That's probably 999. When I look at it over my cheek, it looks like a 999, so I think I did it wrong. Gotcha. Unless I'm reading it backwards. We're going to cover the omen for this, our final Halloween podcast ever on Irreligiosity. Yeah. Uh, but first, Matt, Skunk Dicks. Now we have The last time we did a real podcast was fucking, what, like two years ago? When did we interview Kara Sarah, Sarah uh, Maria? We interviewed her uh, like two years ago. I think it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, it oh, was too. It was, it was holy uh, shit. Prior to the stop, wait, the twenty twenty election, right? Or was it twenty sixteen yeah. election? Holy shit! It may have been the twenty sixteen. Oh, we did both election. of those. <laughs> <laughs> we did a follow up interview, but yeah, it was like twenty. It was right before the. It was right before everything fell apart. Yeah, uh, that's correct. Yeah, so we and then we released it like. Well, Matt, we've been years. hiding out for the past three years. You know, like good citizens, uh, hold up in our homes, not leaving. Right. And of course, the, therefore, we could not do a podcast. We can, although we did release one every week on schedule. Yes, uh, for sure. Patreons only, though. The only the people who are that's paying true. for this shit. We don't get this shit out for free. Are you no. kidding? This is quality money. material. Money. Uh, skunk dicks, Matt. There's only one skunk dick. Skunk dicks. Do you have a skunk dick? Wait. Well, you know, when I was preparing for this podcast, I was going over the past year since our last podcast, and I'm, I'm, I was really, I'm really, I'm still right now trying to think of really anything that happened that was notable skunk dickiness. I mean, can you think of anything? Like, I'm just like over here. But, ah, no, uh, I believe everyone's actions during the pandemic were, were totally appropriate. Yeah, uh, I really, I'm trying. You got a response? Uh, there, was, uh, there, was, there was that, no, no. Mm. Um, uh, uh, oh, was it? Um, no, no, that, that, was, that was fine. Everybody was fine. Uh, there was like a thing with a priest, maybe? No, ah. Yeah. No, I think they all were pretty good over the pandemic. Oh, Matt, did you uh, yeah. did you hear that uh, that sermon from the guy who said that he would rather eat and vomit it back up every day for the rest of his life until he lived to a hundred, rather than engage in one homosexual act? I I did not. You didn't hear about that? Uh, uh-uh, I missed that one. And what these people do is every bit as gross. Yay, much grosser than eating your own vomit. I would rather eat my own vomit out of a bowl with a spoon every day for the rest of my life until I'm 100 years old than to engage in what they do one single time. And I'm not using hyperbole, I'm serious. I would be like, okay, I'm ready for my daily meal. Now look. That's pretty gross, right? But you know what? They're stinking gross. And you know what? I'm sick of pretending that they're not. 
They're disgusting. They're filthy. It's vile. It's gross. It's weird. It's sick. And every normal person knows that. Um, now, doesn't that kind of say this sort of say, <laughs> like, he's he's trying to convince his audience that he's not gay. Like, I'm not. I'm so not gay. I'm not gayer than any of you guys. Because none of you would eat your vomit, but I would eat my vomit every day for a hundred years. Trust me, I'm super not gay. I am the most not gay of yeah. all. Really? He said vomit, and, and he has to eat the vomit too? Every yeah, day? so eat a spoonful of his own vomit rather than engage in one single homosexual activity. Every day um, until he's a hundred. I mean, can we make a list of these activities? I mean, there's got to be something he could have done. Like, I don't know, rusty trombone, maybe? Um, Cleveland steamer, and uh, Mexican hat dance. We all know what that is. Um, uh, uh, lube and lube. Yeah, lube. he needs to be more specific. <laughs> what activities is he specifically referring to? I need to know. Right. Because there are so many homosexual acts on mm -hmm. Yeah, there's lots of them. Matt, uh, there's no doubt who the skunk dick is. Uh, although that guy makes a compelling oh, you, you case. Actually got one. He makes a compelling case. Uh, although it's just, a, uh, we've talked about that pastor before, right? He's, he's, he's the one who told his daughters not to be independent, but he told his sons. It's the same guy. Oh, this guy. There is one skunk dick, indisputable, Matt, and it is the Supreme Court of the United States. Number one, I think, no. secondly, Trump. Thirdly, the originalist doctrine. Uh, fourthly, the Federalist Society. Uh, fifth, the Republican. I mean, I could go on and on. Oh, there were there were skunks. <laughs> yeah, turns out, the Supreme Court of these United States determined that uh, women have too many rights. Matt, they have too many rights. Uh, we got to roll that shit back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uppity, I believe they said they're getting uppity. So Clarence Thomas uh, said that uh, this ruling didn't go far enough. I think they, they based it on the 14th Amendment is where we get the, you know, a lot of our modern rights from, Matt. <laughs> a lot of our modern rights from. He lists a yeah. whole bunch of them. Uh, we need to, uh, because based on that 14th Amendment, the Equal Protection Clause, gay marriage happened. So we need to reverse that one. Yeah. Uh, of course, abortion. Uh, and he, you know, uh, probably segregation uh, in schools. We need to go back to segregating school. Uh, the one thing he didn't mention was uh, the anti-miscegenation laws, right, that were struck down under equal protection, that you cannot marry someone outside of your own race, whatever the hell that means, whatever the definition of race right. is that they're using there. Right. Yeah, tell me what the race, like, is, are they talking about bestiality again? Because they really, they love getting into that. <laughs> The, you can't marry a dog outside of your race. This is so classic because this is it just takes the lid off all Republican thinking, right? Fuck all of your rights until it personally affects me because Clarence Thomas is married to uh, someone outside of his own race. Right. right? <laughs> um, I love that. And we'll get rid of no more married outside. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. Yeah, yeah. He goes back in time. Get rid of all these rights. Well, except for that one. That one will keep. That one. That one Lawrence v. Texas, nope, gone. Roe Wade, gone. But uh, yeah, let's keep these uh, rights here because they personally impact me. <laughs>
So skunk dick of the week, uh, Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, Matt, has uh, since, you know, had a crisis of legitimacy, right? Oh, it's fucking illegitimate Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what Roberts was going, hey. Uh, he tried so hard. <laughs> we may issue uh, statements that, you know, judgments that you disagree with. But, you know, you know doesn't mean we're illegitimate. Well, here's the pro- here's the problem. Number one, you're illegitimately constituted because you held uh, Scalia's seat for over a fucking year. Right. Supposedly, so that you could give it to the voice of the people. And then uh, one election later, did the exact opposite. Right. Uh, Ruth Bader yep. Ginsburg died, and you just rushed fucking Amy Coney Barrett right through. After voting had already started, right? Scalia died, like, in fucking February. Oh, it's a primary. Oh, yeah, it's an election year. Yeah, so... Uh, at least one of those two seats is stolen, uh, arguably both. But uh, so illegitimately. But here's the problem, right? I mean, the Supreme Court's overturned itself in the past, but I can't think of a single time it has overturned itself to restrict rights. It's always been, OK, well, look at these. In the past, we've been more discriminatory, right? For God's sakes, we ruled Dred Scott was property. We ruled black people were property. Let's reverse that ruling. Remove the precedent, increase rights for people. That's been the trajectory of the Supreme Court, I think, yeah. for the entire history. Let's 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 open rights and be more expansive. This is the one case where they said hey, we were wrong. We gave too many rights to people. Let's uh, let's roll that back. You just kind of delegitimized yourself. You undermined your own legitimacy. Forget everything else. This decision undermines your own fucking. Le- You're going to throw out your own cases fifty years ago. Who's to say? Four, five, six years from now, we throw that case out too. That's why right. president should be. Yeah, it wasn't just fifty years. It was just it was continuing like support of that president over that time, just like case after case rolled by, and they kept upholding it until yeah. they're like, "Wait a second, we have a we have a God, what did they get to five three? Was it five three at the time, or was it five four or six three? I don't even know what it is anymore, honestly." Uh, I know the, less than half the people in there. Overturning <laughs> Roe v. Wade? Yeah, the overturning. Shit, it was either 5-4 or 6-3, I can't remember. Um, it depends yeah. on which way Roberts went, right? Roberts may have uh, sided with them, or he may have not. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's either 5-4 or 6-3. Right, right. They were, it was just like the Senate. They were like, hey, we can like just hold this seat open because we can. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we can overturn this now because we can. Right. Well, it's just essentially you're making the Supreme Court a, a uh, an extension of uh, the the Senate. Basically, you're, you're making it a political branch. The whole conceit was it was apolitical, right? Uh, that that would just look at the law and interpret yeah. it without any political prejudices, and that lends legitimacy to their proceedings. Uh, if they undercut and, their and own, Kavanaugh and yeah, and Kavanaugh, what's her name? Amy Comey Barrett, right? Yep. Amy, Amy Coney uh, Barrett. They both lied. They both lied in their confirmation hearings. Oh, I they think every one of them did. did. I think uh, yeah. Gorsuch and, uh, you know, it's I think they all said, law. settled law. It's a super precedent. Yeah. As soon as they could, as soon as they had the votes, overturned. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, when they want, when they whine about being illegitimate, then they, that's why. That's, well, that's one of them. Yeah. Um, so, fuck them. Uh, fuck the Supreme Court. Uh, fuck its legitimacy. 
it's the uh, the approval rating in Supreme Court is the lowest I think it's ever been, and deservedly so. You guys are just fucking Republicans wearing robes. Yeah, it's just ridiculous that something like that can happen. Over there's, I mean, the overwhelming majority support abortion rights, even even in all cases. But but it gets up to like the high seventies when you consider like incest and rape and and right. and they just they're like fuck it, let's just have minority religious control. It's like living in yeah. Utah. It's, uh, it's the state's rights. Let's just return it back to the states so that yeah. some, one person who lives in, say, California has easy access to abortion and a person who lives in fucking Mississippi, uh, will get executed if she has an abortion. Let's states' rights. To, let's return slavery to states' rights yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> Have you ever, I can't, I was trying to rack my brains in preparation for this podcast, rack my brains for any Anything good that's ever come from the argument states' rights. It's always to fuck people over. Hey, we don't want the federal government telling us we can't discriminate. We have the state rights to discriminate. That's up to the states. We can fuck people over. Every single fucking time. Every single fucking time. They never, I think, ever use states' rights to expand people's access to the American dream or increase their rights. It's always, I have the right to fuck people over. And the federal government is currently stopping me from doing that. Yeah. Well, that's quite the big skunk dick. Should we just vote on it? Or shall we declare massive, it? Massive skunk dick. I don't give a fuck what the computer says. I'm overruling the computer this time, Matt. That is the skunk Chuck, dick. You can't, you can't do that, Chuck. I'm making a decision. You only have one vote. I'm making a decision. The computer, Matt, uh, the computer has three-fifths of a vote. And it's only three-fifths of a vote to me. Because I own the computer, which means I have one and three-fifths of a vote, which cancels out your puny one vote. Therefore, the white man wins again. In reality, Matt, it was rigged because we're both white men, so I don't think about it. <laughs> it was always rigged in our favor. That's essentially the history of the United States in a fucking nutshell. But, Chuck, we got plausible, like, deniability yeah. also. It's like, it was close. Listen, fun. yeah. <laughs> Let's sides. go back. We did both sides. Let's go back to the records. Yes, okay. It's, yeah, yep, it's, it checks out. It checks out. Uh, I'm probably going to remove <laughs> this entire discussion, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is gold, baby. It's all gold. All right, moving on, Matt. The uh, movie this Halloween is a classic from the 70s. My birth decade and yours, The Omen. No, I was, I was born in 69. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Very late 69. God damn, you're old. I know. I, know. I think you recently uh, had another uh, birthday, too. Uh, Holy uh, shit. Holy I shit. I had, a, I had a birthday. Hey, let's go over what happened to me this year. Just for yeah. everyone. What happened to Before? Matt? You guys can fast forward this next two or three minutes. Oh, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Now I'm an empty nester. I went to the Bahamas. That was fun. And I did hot yoga today. No, that's really it. That was my year. But I'm single now. So, except for homosexual acts, everybody can start lining up. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, so uh, congratulations, ladies. Matt is available again. And uh, congratulations, some of you, some of the men. It depends on. Yeah, you know what? Not all the homosexual acts. Don't, right, exactly. 
What's your What's your problem, Matt? <laughs> uh, all right, um, Matt. Do you remember this omen? Did you ever see it in the theaters? Uh, uh, I did not because I was like six years old when it came out, and my parents wouldn't let me see such movies until like the eighties, honestly. Matt, I saw the. I was uh, four years old, and I sneaked into the theater, and I still thought it was a crappy movie when I was four years old. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, come not. on, this Catholic doctrine is ridiculous." <laughs> I, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Why is it always fucking Catholic? That's what I want to know. Like the vast majority of the United States is Protestant, right? What is all this fucking Catholic shit? How come everyone in the movies is Catholic? Because they got to keep their name out there. They got to, it's, it's advertising. Are we really mostly Protestant? That's horrible. Yeah. Or better? Yeah. I don't know. We are mostly it's the, Protestant. It's all the same shit. I can't remember what's different. They <laughs> get divorced, I think. Is that the only stupid. thing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, every fucking growing up, I went to every kind of Christian church because we did Southern Baptist, we did regular Christian community, we went to Catholic uh, church for a while. Probably did Protestant. I don't fucking know. Did you? Uh, do all Mormon? I know is every. Did you visit a Mormon church? Oh, well, man. I went one time. You're but such a you, you're such a religious racist. Let me tell you the common thread that ran through every single one of those churches was that the services were all equally excruciatingly boring. Yeah, they're not yes. they're not designed for children, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. Except for except for the Catholic Church where they did communion and you get you get a little fruit punch and a cracker and you're like, I'm just I'm just here for the cracker and the That's punch. not bad. The I'll take juice. that. Exactly. They're like, Would you like to take communion? Fuck yeah I would. Sure. Give me the Absolutely. I'll eat the blood of Christ. Uh, this, this movie. Oh, I love that. Sorry, that came up in this movie today where that, that yeah. priest just randomly was like, drink his blood. Yes. Fucking amazing. That was, that was. This amazing. movie stars Gregory Peck, who, Matt, you might remember from, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And, yeah. uh, uh, this movie. Came out uh, in I think those 1900s. are the. I think these are the only two movies Gregory Peck was in. I don't know why he's such a star. I can't remember a single fucking other movie Gregory Peck was fucking in. Chuck, not only was he a star that was just past his prime and was not really doing anything anymore, but when people heard that he signed on for this movie, it actually reinvigorated all the casting and the people that wanted to work with it. They were like, eh, I don't know, it was uh, some, some crazy horror movie. And they're like, Gregory Peck, well, hello. Just pull our chairs up here. So really, we should we should blame Gregory Peck for this movie then. No, we should thank that man. We should thank him. We have such a masterpiece of horror. (laughs) Uh, Also starring David Warner, uh, Hugh, who you might remember from such films as. That's all I remember from. (laughs) Matt, you you should remember him from one other movie. Oh, shit, he was uh, in Star Trek uh, 6. Star Trek 6. He was the Klingon Chancellor, I believe. And he died this year. Oh, shit, did he? He did, like uh, like four or five months ago. I think he died over the summer. Uh, Chuck, I'm just looking up um, Gregory Peck. He was in, like I said, Roman Holiday, Uh uh, Guns in Avram. One of my favorites. The original Cape Fear, a version of Moby Dick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, The Boys from Brazil, Nazi Hunting. I think that was uh, one of those Nazi Hunting movies, right? 
Uh, uh, what, what a what a storied career that guy had. He was coasting on To Kill a Mockingbird his entire fucking life. <laughs> he brought a sense of gravitas to the movie. Yeah. Where I that's it would have been ridiculous. I wonder if that's his real voice or if he was just like intentionally like lowers it when he's acting. Yeah, they always talk like this. I don't know. He probably that's my Gregory Peck impression. Yes. Yeah, you just uh, the new Gregory Peck, you just look concerned and then have a lower voice. Oh yeah. I think that's okay. <laughs> that's Gregory Peck. That's not bad. Dude, that is not bad. Hey Scout. Uh, did you know so, that um, he did make the director do several retakes because he didn't want his double chin showing because he was getting that old. Wait, was this William yeah. Shatner or Gregory Peck? <laughs> Gregory Peck. Oh, okay. He's like, we're gonna, you're gonna have to reshoot that because you're showing me with a double chin. <laughs> and I totally, I totally feel it. <laughs> actors, actors. There's a whole different movie watching it at your in your fifties rather than when I was a teenager. Yeah. Matt, Gregory Peck is uh, 23 years old in this movie. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Hard life. Uh, um, Harvey Stevens plays Damien. Uh, I think it may have been the, like, the only movie that kid was in. You know how that kid got the part? Yeah. Yes, I do. But would you like to tell me? Go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, he beat the shit out of Richard Donner, the director. <laughs> yeah. he uh, Richard Donner had all the kids say, you like, come at me, bro. Come attack me. And right. the kid, like, fucking clawed at his face and kicked him in the balls. He's like, that's the kid I want. <laughs> that is the kid. He immediately was like, that kid's hired, dye his hair black. That's that, what he yeah. Say. Yeah, blonde. He's not, he's not scary enough to be Damien. He got to dye his hair. Music by Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith. Where have I heard that name before? Where have you heard that what? name before? Uh, did he perhaps? Also do the music for Star Trek? <laughs> the movies. They wanted him for the original the Star Trek show, but I think he was on another project. But he did the Star Trek movies. This omen was his only Oscar. He did a whole it's shit ton of movie TV shows. The only Oscar he ever won was for Ave Satani, which was the opening. Oh, you know, yeah, it's like played in every fucking oh, uh, horror movie trailer ever. Yeah. Yep. Um, I tried to I tried to find this out. I couldn't I couldn't really find anything to confirm it. But it was said that he was so sick of like going to the Oscars and never winning that he by the time he got to this one he was like fuck it I'm not going and then he won and I'm not sure if he actually did not go or if that's just the story that that he's like said but he actually went won it. But um, Matt, I think we read the same. Ten things you probably don't know about the Omen article. I read thirteen foreboding facts <laughs> about the Omen. Okay, I read. That I one have too. three more facts than you. Uh, he, I think he almost didn't go, but he. It, it turns out that he went, and he was very glad he did because he finally won. Like fuck yeah, hail Satan! Hail Satan! Oh, Paul, he should have said that. He should. I'd like to say. I'd like to thank Satan. Uh, thank that would have been perfect. Like who was it? I think it was Kathy, Kathy, that comedian. I can't remember her name, but she got up and won some, some award. She was like, no one deserves thanks for this award more or less than Jesus. Nice. Kathy Griffin? Kathy Griffin. It can't be Kathy Griffith because she never won an award for anything. Griffith. Griffith? 
Griffith? Griffith. I think it's Griffith, yeah. Anyway, she put Trump's head on a pike, and that was the last we heard of her. And somehow yeah, that tanked her career. I have no idea why. And, of okay. course, Richard Donner. Uh, Richard, Richard Donner. Donner, the host of Family Feud. Yeah, better oh, known that's... for the host of Family Feud. than kissing everybody on that show. He really is not the same guy, is it? No, Richard yeah. Donner is the director of <laughs> Superman. Yeah, I knew that. Superman and the Goonies, right? Yes. Goonies? Was he Goonies? Goonies? And, yeah, the Goonies, Superman, um, obviously. Oh, and all the Lethal Weapon movies. Or yes, you were, you were thinking of Richard Dawson, I believe, on The Family Feud. Oh, Richard Dawson. That is who I was thinking of. As I believe. Also, he was in a movie. <laughs> yeah, The Running Man, I think. The Running Man. He did a good job. I don't know why he didn't do more movies. Can we get back to the fucking omen? Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. The, uh, <laughs> the credits finish, and Matt, you see Rome... June 6th, 6 a.m. Oh, the opening credits. Yep. Wait, six? Six? Yeah. Six, six months, six day, and they ran out of sixes, so they just had to give a time, I guess, 6 a.m. Like, 6 a.m. It just said June 6th, 1966 or something, but that'd be four sixes. So right. they're stuck with, they're just stuck with the time of just really early in the morning, 6 a.m. Yeah. And was that like, was that like, uh, very much meantime or? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 6-6-0-600 doesn't really sound very good. This is no. this pretty shoddy uh, work from Satan. So it opens up on Gregory Peck and some priest, I guess. Did priests used to run hospitals? They must have in the 70s. I think there were a bunch I of mean, priests in the exorcist, it, too. It's Italy, right? So Yeah, he's like some... Every hospital is a Catholic hospital yeah. in Italy. So the priest says that, hey, look, uh, bad news. You know, your your kid died. Uh, he breathed a couple times, and then he, he didn't breathe anymore. And so, you know, took him away. And he's, you know, racked with guilt. He's like, oh, I don't know. My wife, this is going to, if I tell her that the baby died, this is going to kill her. So I was thinking. This is going to kill I'm okay with it, but not for her. <laughs> this hysterical female, it'll be the death of her. What in, I was trying to think what in the fuck that delivery room was like. So they deliver the baby, takes a couple breaths and dies, and then they're like, "Hey, do you want to see the? Oh no, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and uh, usher this baby." Uh, uh, but I want it. No, 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 no. We're we're out of here. See you later. How did that work? The days when the men sat in the waiting room smoking cigars and the women were just drugged out of their minds, and they deliver a baby and they just they just rush the baby off. And then they come back and they're like, your baby's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry. Like, how does, how does the mother not know? Because she was, like, super coked up, man. They probably administered a lot of drugs. But then they had a solution. <laughs> Best setup ever. Yeah, he says, uh, the priest goes, oh, oh, hey, I have an idea. Uh, got mm-hmm. a baby here without a mother. You have a mother without a baby. What could we do about this? Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's just like, take the baby. Just fucking take it. Why didn't you goes, just like, say, this is your baby? Yeah. Yeah, don't even ask the guy. Not what is this? Him. What do you need his permission for? Right just switch the baby. Not like you have DNA tests in the 70s, for God's sakes. Right. Uh, and Gregory Peck's like, yeah, okay. Sounds good. It'll make her happy. So, 
Gregory Peck's character is appointed ambassador to Great Britain. Matt, that seems like the easiest fucking job in the world. What are we paying <laughs> these get, guys for? You literally do nothing. What kind of diplomatic emergency are we going to have with Great Britain? We need a fucking ambassador there. I mean, we did have one with him a couple years ago, but... (laughs) Oh, did we? I don't know. Brexit? Maybe? Was that? Eh? Eh? I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? Was it when Trump walked in front of the Queen? She was like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. (laughs) Get, Get out of my... Hey, hey, asshole. But seriously, he gets set up with... I think that was part of their celebration in the movie. He's like, I've been appointed ambassador to Great Britain. It's like fucking cushiest job. Yeah. In the whole thing. Yeah. The only, the yeah. only one that's easier is like Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely do that job. I could do it right now. So they move into a, a big mansion, which I think maybe it's, where's the queen live, Matt? Buckingham Palace. I think he Buckingham moves into Buckingham Palace. Palace. Yeah. That's what, that's what it's they just give. The place is huge. Buckingham Palace to the ambassador. They kiss, and Matt, there is there something is less than zero chemistry between the main actors. There's it seems like there is a negative energy, zero the least romantic kiss in cinematic history. I think we witnessed right there. You think so? Maybe it's because so. he looks like he's sixty, and she still looks like she's thirty, and yeah. you're just like, Grandpa, stop kissing my sister. Yeah, quit, quit, quit kissing your daughter. He suggests taking the action upstairs, but the, I suppose his wife says, well, there's no furniture up there either. And so she throws a coat on the floor and that solves the problem. Well, here we go. Yeah, because he does end up pregnant later. So I'm guessing they just get it on the floor. Done and done. All he needs a coat. Yeah. Matt. I've uh, done it all left. Did you notice when they were going on a walk that Peck is holding Damien and the mom is dragging some weird ass dead stuffed dog uh behind on her? Wheels, yeah. It has like wheels. But the, a... Yeah, the wheels aren't moving and they're like fixed, and so she's just dragging this thing? The just fuck? Dragging it. What kind of dumbass toy? How does that kid play on that thing? Just sit on it, I guess. Oh, does it roll? Wheels, no. No, it doesn't. Yank the thing. You'll get rolling wheels when you earn rolling wheels. Yeah. This is the 70s, you motherfucker. They leave Damien behind, and this was mad just like Jesus' parents did, right? Yeah. Instead of a temple, though, they find Damien just standing behind a tree, kind of suspiciously. They're like, Damien, wherefore art thou? And he said, like, (laughs) didst thou not know I would be about my father's business fucking this tree? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the he subtitles didn't. said. He didn't say that. He just stood there and laughed like an idiot. Yeah, that was a <laughs> whole just, weird thing. Yeah, where is he? And it, it got a little like, wait, 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 for a second. You know? <laughs> like, he? something scary's gonna happen, and I'm like, Damien, yeah. Damien! And he's just sitting there, I'm like, uh, I just finished, just finished fucking this tree. I'm good, let's go. <laughs> oh, Launched into this horrible montage after that. Yes. Yes. Just like the happy family. Just still pictures, not even moving pictures. However, I believe I had that exact same cowboy outfit in 1976. I think that was me in 1976 dressed up in that fucking weird cowboy outfit with the fringe pants and the cow spots on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And of course, they have a birthday party. There's a ton of other spoiled rich kids. And uh, Nanny has it. 
did you see this birthday party? They had a train. They had a freaking carousel. Merry-go-round, yeah. There was like 50 kids there for some reason. Lots of food. So the nanny talks to Damien, and then, like, for no reason whatsoever, a dog just looks at her menacingly. He's like, Yeah. You get some scary music. Yeah. So I'm assuming that was Satan or a demon, right? In animal oh, the dog. form, taking over her mind. Dog was Satan? I'm a, that's what I, that's all I can think of. It has to be, because after that, like, he growls at her in Satanish, I guess, and uh, she goes yeah. up, ties the noose around her neck, and she's like, this is for you, Damien. So all the kids turn around, and they can see her jump off and, like, break her neck and hung to death. That was, like, years of fucking therapy for spoiled rich kids. Oh, my God. Fantastic scene. She jumps out, breaks her neck, goes flying backwards through one of the windows, and then just hangs there. And everybody screams, and then they all just kind of sat there. Looking at it. They just stared for like five straight <laughs> like minutes. Like for a minute of a straight time. They're just like, oh. Someone want to, I don't know, up. take the kids out of here or something? Right. Know. Somebody's Whatever. like, nobody did anything for a while. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Matt, I believe she's still hanging in there to this day. Yep. Also, every one of those kids grew up to be a serial killer. True story. <laughs> Uh, so Peck is in his ambassador office doing fucking nothing. They're like, fuck all with two other dudes. And there's like a call like, oh, there's a priest who wants to see you. Okay. This is a theme from 70s horror movies, even like Ghostbusters in the 80s, where like priests have this authority where they're part of the government. You know what I mean? Just like it, where they like, there's a priest here to see you. Well, show them in. <laughs> Instead of you being like, what the fuck is a priest doing here? This is I'm the yeah. ambassador to Great Britain. Yeah. Just tell him to go away. <laughs> tell Father Mulcahy to fucking hit the pavement. There's nothing I want to talk to a priest about. <laughs> what are you doing here, man? And so he walks in and then he, he locks the door behind him and he's like, you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior right now. <laughs> <laughs> Worst missionary ever. <laughs> I love... Gregory Peck's response, though. Do you remember what that was? Oh, he goes, what was it? He goes, Father, I thought you said this was an urgent matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I remember that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, right now. Right now. So the, the priest says, as he's being escorted out by security guards, he's like, I know your, your kid's mother. She's a jack. And then they, they just kind of cut off. I'm like, right. she's a she's a jack. She's what? a jack what? jackass. What I think she said. Jack- I think you said she's a jackass. She's a subtitles on. It was just a J. She's a J. A J word. Yeah. She's a Jew. My she's subtitles a- said Jack. She's a Jack. She's a Jack. Jack and eight. Jack and eight. thing. Jack of all trades. She's a Jack of spades. I think. He used to date her, maybe. I'm just warning you, your wife's a jackass. Also, and then he yelled, drink the blood of Jesus. <laughs> or something. Drink yeah, his blood. Yeah, you must. Like, like, drink his blood. Eat the flesh and drink the blood of Jesus right now. Whoa, dude, easy. Easy. The priest leaves, and the journalist, David Warner, takes a photo of him, right? He develops in a dark room. And, and this time I'm thinking, so kids with all, you know, grow up with iPhones, I wonder what they think when they watch shit like this. Like, what the fuck is going on? What is this guy doing? 
You've got vats of fucking chemicals and shit. Yeah, I took photography. That's how you do it. You also, like David Warner, always smoke when you're developing your pictures yeah, and or drink. Safe. Every time he's developing pictures, he's smoking and drinking. Nothing in there's flammable, right? No, pretty sure. <laughs> the next scene is a nanny showing up for a uh, Damien, like out of the blue, right? Oh, she. They, they don't know like where she came from. She and she says to me, she's like, I'd like to get to be alone with your son, even though no one here has met me or anything. And the mom's like, "Ah, I don't know. I I don't know if that's. And of course, the paternalistic Gregory Peck is like, oh, I think it'll be just fine. (laughs) Silly woman. Go ahead. Until they realize that the classic, I thought you called her. I thought you did. Meanwhile, she's fucking alone. (laughs) <laughs> alone with their kids. You could be a fucking serial killer. Yep. Or well, I think it would be fine. He's upstairs, last door on the right. Oh, I did like, Damien had to go to a wedding, right? And the nanny's like, um, I don't think a child should be going to a church. And like, uh, fuck you. So they put him in the church, and Damien yeah. like screams when he sees the cross. He's crying and screaming. I think he's punching his mom. He's pulling her hair. Oh, yeah, he beat the shit out of her. Yeah, in, in Damien's defense, I had the exact same response to be taken to a church when I was a kid. Fucking oh, yeah, it. It, was, it, was, it was traumatizing. Hated it. it. Terrible. It proves nothing. I actually feel the same way as an adult if you drag me to church. I'm like, no! I just start punching people, pulling their hair. I can hate it. <laughs> they had a weird conversation about how Damien never has any colds. What the fuck was that about? Like... Yeah, it was just something like, he's never sick. You're like, what? No, he's active. No, he's never even had a cold or a flu. And, go, oh. and then that's it. I guess if that's he's... just some sort of like setup, right? They're just like. Well, it doesn't make any religious sense, right? Jesus may not have ever had any illnesses because he casts out illnesses in the name of God. Shouldn't that kid be chronically sick if he's the Antichrist? Shouldn't he be sick every day of his life? I think it just sets him up as being inhuman. Oh, supernatural. Yeah. I think maybe Satan's a deadbeat father. He doesn't want anything to do with his kid either. He's like, oh, you fucking take care of him. Jesus. I don't want to hang around yeah. this obnoxious kid. Well, that's what Satan does. Like, the whole world is his nanny. He just throws his kid up here. Yep. He'll come back to collect him when he's grown. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 remember me? They had this weird scene where a dog growls at him, and and uh, Greg Fag is like, uh, "I didn't know, okay, dog. Get this fucking dog out of here. No dog, bitch. That's our policy. And if I want a dog, I'll pick the dog out. I don't want a woman That's picking my dog right. out. If I was a wife, I would have shown up and like, oh no, dear. Uh, I think it'll be fine. Fuck you. <laughs> they take Damien to the zoo, and he's got a um." Weird. He looks at a at a bunch of giraffes and they run away from him. Right. <laughs> like the staring he, he, contest. He, walks, he gets an ice cream, walks over there and stares at him. And the giraffes are like, <laughs> no, no. And then they look at him like, look at this fucking kid. Oh, shit. And they just take shit. off. God, that is a fucking Giraffe. terrible kid. They pass a bunch of baboons. Um, Matt, this was the most unrealistic part of the movie. None of the baboons are having sex. Come on. Come on. Where's the baboon? They should all be having sex. The baboons, you know what? That scene was great, actually. I love that scene. Because um, the baboons all attack the car, right? They're like, yes. ah, it's the Antichrist. Get him. 
Yeah, That's get the anti. Baboons are like yeah, just very, very sensitive to the Antichrist. Like, aha, let's I go guess. attack the Antichrist. Let's help the humans out. They had to they had to do a couple things to make the baboons attack the car. They, from what I read, they tried to put a baby baboon in there. Uh-huh. And baboons are like, didn't care about that. I don't give a fuck about a baby. You guys can keep that yeah. baby baboon. Then they put their troop leader, whatever you want to call it, um, and then they went nuts. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, what's what's the name? Um, Lee Remick was that scared the shit out of her, so that wasn't acting in that scene. <laughs> they were just all, over. and then they really tore off in that car with baboons on the car. Yeah. Where was the ASPCA? Yeah, the baboons were really, really upset. They're like, you can keep the baby, I don't give a shit. But you take our leader, oh my god. Yeah. But I love how this canonizes in film that giraffes can sense evil and baboons will attack evil. Baboons are agents of God, I guess. Ah, I like it. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, the rest of the animals in the zoo were just like, what's going on over there? What's wrong with them? Another car. This tourist, calm down. Yeah, it's all right. No problem. Keep going. The rugby match, the crazy priest comes back and accosts Peck and says, "Uh, meet me tomorrow. Your wife is in danger. She'll die unless you come. I'm like, don't fall for it, man. He's going to molest you. You're going to get molested. He's a priest. A hundred percent. The old bait and switch. Your wife's going to die. Just kidding. I'm going to molest you. That's what they do. That's what they all do. He's a priest. Yeah. By the way, Chuck, playing rugby counts as a gay act. Oh, um, I'd rather eat vomit for the rest of my life than play a single game of rugby. That's what that guy could have said. So, of course, Peck falls for it, shows up, gets molested. I'm like, well, I saw that coming. Uh, priest says... <laughs> Nothing, no introduction at all. Hey, thanks for coming. He just like looks up and says, when the Jews return to Zion and the comet rips this guy. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I would have just left. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you going to kill my wife is what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. my wife earlier? Just fucking stop reading your terrible poetry and just tell me what the fuck I'm here. Why my wife's in danger. He says... Go to the town of Megiddo in the old city of Jezreel. There's the old man Poopenhagen. I'm pretty sure that's Poopenhagen. Is Poopenhagen? It is Poopenhagen. At this point, it is like a bad role-playing game, isn't it? He's like... Um, hey, just gave him a quest. Go to the town of Jezreel and uh, pick up these knives. Uh, Priest says that uh, Peck's wife is pregnant. And that Damien, who's the son of the devil, will kill the unborn child, and then the wife, and then Peck, and then inherit all his shit, I guess. Is that what's going to happen? I guess so, because that's what happened. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He just spoiled the rest of the movie for us. I'm like, oh, fuck you. I don't have to watch the rest of the movie now. (laughs) So Peck leaves, and and a big storm whips up, and the priest, like, runs around the church. He hears, like, a lightning strike. Looks up to the top of the church and he sees this spike. It's like the slowest fall. It yeah. takes like a minute or so. And he just the puts his hands up. He's like, screaming as he <laughs> No! <laughs> he had to take like two breaths. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and no! impales, the spike impales him. And had he just moved literally six inches to the left, he would have been just yeah. fine. 
but it uh, was prophesized by the pictures that David Warner took. If, the, if, if that church had really believed in God and had faith, it would have had no lightning rod on top of that church. The priest would still be alive. Yeah. Well, that church had no faith. It was Stop a trusting. bit of faith. Stop trusting in the arm of flesh, you Catholic. That was the first. That was the first of the creepy pictures where he took pictures of the priest and there was like this little gray line yes. going through him. And as it got closer to that day, it got darker and darker. And then he saw on the nanny's neck. The but you're getting her. way, way ahead of the story, man. Way ahead of the story. First, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Heck's wife tells him she don't want any more kids. And Peck's like, damn straight. Holy shit. This kid is a terror. A fucking holy terror. She goes, then you'll agree to an abortion? He's like, oh, I don't know about <laughs> Oh, can you imagine being a housewife in well, the 70s? Holy shit. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. He's never gone to church. He's never shown actually going to church. Right. Priests are always tracking him down. So I just assumed. Yeah, so uh, Peck visits the wife's doctor, and he's like, so she don't want any more kids. He's like, yes, I know. And he says, uh, so you'll agree to an abortion? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm not going to agree to an abortion. No. Uh, he says, it was foretold that this child would die, so fuck that shit. I'm not agreeing to an abortion. So, of course, you know, got to have the kid. It's his decision, after all, Matt. He's the man. Yes, he is the man. Uh, this is another back at home. It's kind of like a pre-shining moment when this kid's right riding his fucking big wheel inside the house. Uh, and it's a slow burn where, like, a couple minutes of, okay, kid riding his tricycle, go back to the mom standing on a table over a balcony, kid with a tricycle, mom with a table, kid, mom, kid, mom, kid, mom, kid, mom. Finally, like, he fucking hits. Like, a half an hour later, he hits the edge of the table and she falls off the balcony. He, by the way, he just rode in a circle in his room for like 20 minutes <laughs> until the nanny, but the nanny just watching him and she just like opens the door. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, oh. nanny's got a little evil smile on her face. So she, she fell, hit the ground and of course lost the baby. So it looks like God took care of that abortion. Am I yeah. right? God, I love, the original abortionist. I love what the doc says here. Like, Gregory Peck's like, oh, no, my child is dead. And uh, the doctor goes, hey, look, you still got a lot to be uh, grateful for. Oh, by the way, <laughs> he goes, so does that mean she's not pregnant? And he goes, wait, she was pregnant. And he goes, uh, no, she's not. No, he goes, then she not. lost she lost the baby? <laughs> the doctor goes, afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's how I tell my patients. Lost the baby? I'm afraid so, yep. And so, <laughs> he goes, the doctor goes, but you still have a lot to be grateful for. She's still alive, and with proper care, she can still have children. So yeah. she can still she carry still out the only, <laughs> the only function of a, a woman and her, a wife. Thank God. Peck's like, oh, it's you like can he, stop the divorce. She still can have babies. Right. It's like he was a veterinarian telling a farmer, like, your cow's yes. fine. You'll still have yes. more cows. <laughs> exactly you can still right. pop out more cows out of this cow until you're done with this cow. Hey, look, if proper care, good, good, uh, 
feed <laughs> this this woman can still crank out a bunch of fucking antichrist. Uh, so now Peck gets a call from the photographer, right? Who's been stalking him uh, the whole fucking movie for some reason. He's like the official photographer to the ambassador or something. He's always there taking pictures. I don't know why, but is he, is he, is he just a, like he's not, he's not news, really. He just, he's just a guy with a camera, really. Is all yeah. he always built up? He never does yeah. anything else. I mean, the, it's implied that he's a journalist, but he's never actually, like, shown selling any of these pictures. So maybe yeah. he's just, like, a peeping Tom. I don't know. He just, just takes really, pictures and develops pictures. Really likes Gregory Peck. So, yeah, he shows the pictures of the priest and the woman who died. And they have strange markings on the photos. This is what Matt was spoiling before. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they call um, foreshadowing. For post, <laughs> post since, since uh, they already died. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the nanny had a, a line that looked like it was a noose around her neck, but the priest had a line going directly into him, and it looked like the closer it got to the day of his death, the closer that line got to contact with his body, and he finally died. Yeah, because why? I mean, why? Why the fuck? What did that have to do with the movie? Priest is trying to warn them. He's getting them. He's blowing up all the plans for the Antichrist. So the devil's like, "I'm gonna have to conjure up a storm, yeah, and kill them." Uh, and he has to kill the first nanny so he can get his devil nanny in there. And then, okay, but why does it show up in a photograph? Oh, because um, it's that whole thing with like ghosts and electromagnetic spectrums, <laughs> and videos, and, yeah. and recordings, and like. Is like the camera can catch what the human mind cannot perceive for some reason. Say, say no more, Matt. <laughs> okay. You mean for the rest of the podcast? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> say say no more. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, so it turns out the priest had a birthmark on the inside of his right thigh found by the priest, I'm sure, while he's taking all these photos. Yeah. What was that a birthmark of? Six. Heart or something. Six. I think the last one was a five. <laughs> six, six. It was a nine. They did it wrong. <laughs> I know. A six, 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 six. Oh birthmark. my god. Six, six. Oh wait. Never mind. Six, six, nine. This, this one's okay. <laughs> why did the priest? Why did the priest have the mark of the beast? Yeah, he was riddled with cancer. Anyway, he was going to die even if he wasn't impaled. But I guess that he was a the, morphine addict. He's a morphine addict, and so, oh, that's why he's crazy. Also, the reporter found an article from Astrologer Monthly. <laughs> Astrologer Monthly? Is that just a, a magazine of horoscopes? I mean, come I guess on. so. It was probably a thing back then. The article still said... still published those in newspapers, if you can find the newspaper. That a comet had been found... Very similar to the one that was over Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. I don't know how they know oh that that was a comet 2,000 years ago. Uh, the comet was, you know, cruising along, but it changed its shape to resemble the one from the Star of Bethlehem. Only this one was on the other side of the world uh, five years ago on the 6th of June. Like, dun, dun, dun. Ah, at 6 a.m.? Matt, I'm not very good at geography, but isn't 
European continent, like fucking right next to the Middle East, not on the other side of the fucking world? It kind of is. <laughs> I heard that too. And I'm like, the other side of the world, like, I'm like, Mexico? Like, yeah. where? Like, the Pacific Ocean? Yeah. Like, what? It what has are you to talking be the- about? It has to be the other side of the world because the Antichrist, right? But then it should have taken place in Mexico. I mean, come on. Where's the opposite side of the world? The side of the world. And it's here over Australia. I love how the comet changed its shape, too. Like, what? (laughs) What does it look like now? What did it look like before? (laughs) I think Ken Ham was born on June 6th at 6 a.m. When the comet went over Australia. Oh, and also... He took a picture of himself, and he has a black line that looks like it's extending to the photographer's neck. Uh, I don't know what, what that means. What possibly mean? I have no idea what that means. It will be knighted. It would look like a sword to me. He's going to be knighted by the queen. So, of course, of course, Peck and the photographer go to Rome, where they're trying to look up the birth records of this kid that's not his own, right? They find a priest. Who, but the birth records are all burned. But one yeah. priest survived the fire who now lives in a monastery. And as they're heading toward this place, they discuss the arrival of the Antichrist, who is supposed to come at the rise of the Roman Empire, which scholars have determined is the formation of the common market. Right. The I love when Gregor Peck goes, this is reaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is I'm reaching a bit. Solid science. He goes, the Antichrist is supposed to rise out of the eternal sea. And David Warner's character goes, well, theologians have already interpreted that as the world of politics. The sea that comes to be Well, theologians. Oh, my God. I almost hit my head against the wall at that point. Oh, theologians said it? Okay. Oh, they've determined this. All right. I got you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Have theologians ever... Theologians were the were the true uh what do you call it? They were they were the authority in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Theologians ever added to a, any knowledge whatsoever of anything? Mm. Already I'm guessing from your tone, you mean no. They've already interpreted that as the world of politics. That old science. Why why doesn't God just say the formation of the common market in politics anyway, right? What is the point of prophecy if it takes a shit ton of scholars to theologians to interpret it? Because then just any idiot can figure it out, Chuck. You don't want or, that. You're or, right. Or just certain idiots. You don't, you don't want certain want, idiots to figure it out. You don't want just any idiot to be able to understand your meaning of your holy scripture. Yeah. So they find the priest in, in some sort of goat monastery where some other priest explains that 666 means the diabolical trinity of the devil. As we all know, Matt, that's the Antichrist, the devil, and the false prophet. You know, the the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's like mirrors. It's like symmetry. The burned priest has like some ash sort of stick, and he writes something on the table, which was like... That that burned priest was the original Two-Face. He had that right side. <laughs> you only burn on one side. That, it's like, come on, makeup department. Like, that, that looked terrible. It just was like, yes. the color was off. It was just like this plastic, like, 
pie with like melted flesh around it. Yes. And just like, like that, it's, that, that's just, like they put an eggshell where his eyeball should be. I mean, right. and took a marker to put a dot on it. <laughs> my notes say, Oh my God, the makeup here is awful. <laughs> yes, it was, it was awful. And then he scrawls on the table and I couldn't even, I, and I was expecting Gregory Peck to go, what the fuck did he just write? I can't read that at all. But I thought, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, no, he, he wrote Cerveza. He just wants a beer. He's thirsty. He just wants a beer. I honestly was looking at it. I'm like, I think he wrote Carib. And I'm like, like the Caribbean. Yeah. That was the other side of the world. He wants to go on the cruise. He wants to go in the Caribbean. Let him. Did somebody put me on a beach instead of this goddamn goat monastery. So they, he points him to the cemetery and there they find the the bones of the mother of Damien. So uh, they yeah. open the grave up. And this is a weird cemetery because it's just like they've dug a hole in the ground and put like a, a stone slab on top of it. They didn't have to dig at all. Right, they just tossed the bodies in there. <laughs> yeah, they just pulled like the stone slab up and took a look. And the only thing inside the grave is a skeleton of some horse dog looking thing. What was that? Right. I thought it was just a goat or a dog or something. A dog or something. I think it was a jackal. That's what they meant. Your mother is a jackal. Oh. A jackal of Satan, the hound of hell. It all makes sense now. So then they opened up his babies, his actual baby, the actual baby of Gregory Peck, and found a skeleton of a baby. Sorry. Chuck, don't forget when they closed that first grave, they just tossed the slab down, and it just, like, broke into pieces. Shattered. Shattered like, all these pieces. Fucking cared. Well, the it's next a one. satanic grave. You can't treat that with respect, man. You gotta destroy it. By the way, this whole graveyard had some, like, pretty cheap-looking, like, yeah. like graveyard setup. It really looked like something from Plan 9. <laughs> yes. Like, just put some Not. moss, hang some moss around. Not a high budget on this film. No. Anyway, second grave. Yeah, they found the, the the skeleton of the baby, and there's a hole in his skull. Oh, my God. He's, uh, murdered. he's murdered. They murdered the murdered. baby. Like, if they murdered the baby, then why did they just switch it and not even tell him? I don't even understand that whole part. Why? Right. Somebody who murdered the baby. The priest did. Wouldn't yeah? Wouldn't have been a more much more interesting movie if like he discovered later on in the movie that it wasn't his kid. Yeah, that would have hmm, yeah. So then, uh, the dog friends of the Mama Antichrist uh, chase these two people around and bite them for a while, and then they just like escape. Yeah. So Chuck, um, I'm watching that dog attack scene. Yes. And you have personally stitched up. My hand from a dog attack. Yes. And that was, was it a single bite? <laughs> was it in the cemetery of Jezreel looking for your Antichrist not. baby son? But they were getting, I mean, they had multiple dogs on them just ripping them up. Like, oh, they yeah. wanted, that, that would have been some serious fucking bites, man. Yeah. I, that's the moment I call bullshit on this movie. <laughs> Because you've personally experienced what an actual dog bite is, requiring multiple exactly. layers of sutures. These guys just like he tied a tourniquet around his arm or something, and then just continued to bleed. I guess I don't know. I'm fine. There'll be no bacterial infection. No problem. Uh, 
So uh, uh, Peck tries to warn his wife, but the nanny murders her anyway. Uh, she flies out of the hospital like, man, that's a strong nanny. Is there any, was there any investigation into that? Well, fortunately, she fell through the roof of an ambulance into the ambulance itself. So she's already ready to that. go back into the hospital. Perfect. She's all packed in there. She just got, and they just put like two little lines of blood come in on her <laughs> mouth there. No. Like, that's how you know she's dead for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, what the fuck? She had, so her humerus, they said her humerus was broken, and she had rib fractures, so she's wearing a big old cap and some sort of up-to-her-neck-like thing, and she's trying to take her shirt off, and yes. she gets it stuck over her head, and that's when the nanny walks in, just stares at her. I think yeah, she I just think flew her out the window with the She's in of one of those mind. massive, like, arm casts, right, and she's, like, up in yeah. fucking traction or some shit. Like, God, these 70s hospitals. Oh, my God. Yeah, she has a whole... Or so, yeah. like cast on, and her husband's like, "You've got to leave now." And I was like, "Bitch, I'm in the hospital." Like, you know what? I'm just gonna die in my hospital bed. I'm not fucking moving. Come take me. I have a whole body cast on. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> and I have an IV drip and full of morphine, and I ain't going anywhere. But she should have said. But instead, she's like, "I'll try to get my shirt off with one hand." Like, she's changing her clothes? What are you going to put on? A business suit? Yeah, well, just get out of there. Listen to your husband. If she would have listened to her husband, Matt, she'd be alive right now. True. So we go to Megiddo, and uh, we find out that uh, Poopenhagen is an exorcist, I guess. Is that right? Is that what that guy is? That whole scene didn't make sense to me. I thought he was the archaeologist that was excavating, but he's just like, come in. I have something to It's like, I've been waiting yep. for you almost. Yes. Like, He's like, is the priest dead yet? Yeah, he is. Okay, good. Of course. Follow me. Yep. <laughs> it's all. Let me just tick this box off. Priest dead. Next. <laughs> Give the knives to the ambassador. Okay, right this way, please. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Damien can only be killed inside a church. His blood uh-huh. must be spilled on the altar of God by a bunch of knives, and he's got to stab him in the form of a cross or some shit like that. I, it just looks like a line of knives because he's like, you gotta mm-hmm. take this one right in the, right in the uh-huh. chest. Just, yeah. yeah, that kills the body. Then the uh-huh. rest of them, and he goes, just like this, where his knives are all just stuck in the table in a row. And that kills the spirit. And I'm like, yep. So what do you, <laughs> you start it like the hand and you just go across the torso or do you go down? Like, which, I, I was, I would have needed like a diagram. Like, draw me a little body and yeah. put dots where I'm supposed to yeah. stand. He stabs for the, what are those things called in acupuncture? <laughs> yeah, so you gotta stop the chi. You gotta stop the flow of the chi. It's weird. But, oh. in order to be sure, How long he's not been convinced. Holding on to those in order to be sure, Damien is the actual Antichrist, we need to look for the Telltale 666 birthmark. And he goes, I've bathed the boy. Uh, he has no <laughs> birthmark. And the guy goes, well then it's gotta be beneath his hair. Like, come on. Yeah. Since he was a baby, don't have that much hair as a baby. Come on. Not this kid. But he goes in there in a dark hair. room. He cuts a little patch, the exact patch of hair that is the 66 that's covering the 666. It's like a little square. Right, he just kind of like searches through his head for a second. And he just starts snipping. Oh, oh yep. got it. Found it. There it Found is. Found it. First place oh, wait. Nailed it. Bef- before that, though. Yeah, the photographer, they sent the photographer out. He's like, I must know oh what my God, you we said. Yeah. 
And he goes, uh, he told me to murder the child and I won't do it. And so he throws the knives away. The photographer's like, fuck that. I'll kill that little shit. And he goes over there and he's trying to grab the knives back, but million to one, Matt, million to one. A little like the guy yeah. like clips the parking brake. The truck rolls backward and a sheet of glass flies off the back of the truck, decapitating what appears to be a very obvious mannequin head off the top of David Warner. <laughs> David Warner took that head is what I read. <laughs> David, he did? He took it? That's what I said. That's what it said That's somewhere awesome. in those trivia things. Like, where it's like David Warner, oh, he, like, I'm taking, the, taking my head. Someone someone asked him, uh, whatever happened to that mannequin head that got decapitated? He goes, I lost it in the divorce. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that is one of the worst special effects I think I've seen in a movie. That mannequin head. They tried to make it better I mean, by zooming in, but it's clearly a mannequin head. Terrible. It is. But my my go to for worst special effect ever is the end of Robocop when uh, the leader of Omnicore, whatever it's called, he gets thrown out the window by Robocop and he's going, ah, and he's falling and his arms are like eight feet long for some reason. Like they really, it's just like, what the fuck happened? His arms are as long as his legs. Even that if was you better talk than about, this mannequin oh head. Even at four years old, I was like, no, that's a mannequin head. And I'm pretty sure that's a mannequin head. That's a very bad special effect. That was the worst special effect I've seen, Matt, since uh, the celibate baboons. You know they had to keep those guys apart. Peck yeah, goes back home. Matt, I'd rather eat a spoonful of vomit every day for the rest of my life than have sex with one of those baboons multiple times. Really? Because there's a lot of red baboon butts there. It's kind of kind of titillating. Like, Matt, I am super not attracted to baboons. <laughs> Chuck, you sound a little bit like you might. Oh, 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 baboon. Tr- trust me, Matt. So uh, Peck goes back home, and hey, wait a second. That dog is still in the house. I thought for sure we were going to see a dog get killed, but no. Peck humanely outsmarts him and traps him in the basement. Yeah, that was funny. The dog walks by, looks down the stairs, and is like, huh, maybe I should go down there. (laughs) Like, just pauses and thinks about it. I smell a Peck down here. I smell Mr. Pecker. So, yeah. So, and then he closed the door on it. So then he goes and, like, cuts off the exact strands of hair that he needs to to find out that, That's yeah, fair. his kid's the Antichrist. Spoiler alert. I think I did ruin the movie for him. I'm sorry. Damien's the Antichrist. I blew it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Blew it for everybody. I mean, the whole movie is about just him being the Antichrist the whole time. So. <laughs> well, I don't and then think he, you spoiled anything. The nanny does not like this. She attacks Peck, tries to stab him. And Matt, let me tell you, this is going on her evaluation. I will put this in her letter of reference. Do not recommend. One star. Raise an antichrist. (laughs) Deliberately disobeyed my dog orders. (laughs) Two stars. (laughs) Unhappy with performance. Um... Peck leaves his home with Damien in tow, like a bat out of hell, attracting the attention of the police. He brings this little monster into the church. He puts him on the altar, but then gets shot. Like, he, like raises a knife 
And yeah. the, the police busted, like, don't do it, or we'll shoot, or something like that. And he goes, nah, and they shoot him. Really slow motion. With that so basically, weird, 70s echo effect, they do a lot back then. Basically, Satan wins and all is right with the world again. It's kind of a, a feel-good story of an underdog who overcomes a lot of adversity and all the odds that are against him to finally win out and, and destroy humanity in the end. That's right. Kind of gets you right here. It was it was beautiful, actually. It was beautiful. And do we need to mention the very end of the movie? Oh, yeah. So he's in the world of politics, right? The sea, the eternal sea. And so they have a funeral, and they're folding up the flag, you know, they're shooting stuff off. And they say, uh, Mr. President, your car's right. waiting. He's like, one more minute. And then they pans down to the kid who turns around and smiles. The President of the United States has adopted the Antichrist. Oh, my God. And that small child, Barack Obama. Turned out to be Barack. <laughs> Don't you remember? People were actually saying Barack Obama was the Antichrist. That small child <laughs> turned out to be Barack Hussein Obama. You have to say Obama. his middle name. Yeah, Barack Hussein Obama. Exactly. The Antichrist. Oh, my goodness. Who was born, actually, in Kenya, Matt. And then he was transported to Italy uh, to the hospital. That's right. Uh, what do you think? What's your overall review of the movie, Matt? It is a classic satanic-themed horror from the 70s that was uh, coming out at that time. It's it's not a very good movie. Um, I don't know how it made so much money. I think it's just because it was novel at the time. I think people still had memories of The Exorcist, right? And this is very, very in the vein. It's like a low-budget Exorcist. Yeah. And I believe it was the fourth highest-grossing movie of 1976. It was, um, if I remember... Am I remembering this correctly? That it was Gregory Peck's highest grossing movie personally ever because he took scale or whatever they pay and then he took like 10% of the gross box office and made like $6 million, which is huge for his 70s. Yeah, yeah his um, massive payment. His highest paycheck ever comes from The Omen. That's just the thing that pissed me off about this movie and The Exorcist is, is that um, they just kind of all led into the whole satanic panic of the 80s. Remember when we played D&D in the 80s? <laughs> and got possessed that by Satan? Panic. Yeah. Every single time? I do remember Every that. time. We were casting spells, summoning succubuses or succubi. Playing Ouija boards. We just pretty much invited oh, Satan into our lives. He resides in my heart, Chuck. Yeah. Really basically just Invite him in, give him some Cheetos, high fives all around. Yeah. What did you think of it? I don't think you liked it. <laughs> I would give that movie two stars out of 100. Out of, out of 100, okay. I'm not, like I said, like The Exorcist, Catholic shit does not scare me at all. I don't know. I don't know why. This is another movie I think that wouldn't have scared me in the least had I seen it as a teenager. And like Nightmare on Elm Street scared the shit out of me. This stuff doesn't. It just doesn't. It's just so obviously stupid. I don't know how people believe in Catholicism anyway. It is just a very stupid religion. And I say that coming from one of the stupidest religions ever to be created, Mormonism. <laughs> Mormonism. I feel like I'm an authority yeah, on stupid religions. The scare factor, I mean, rewatching it now, it's it's just it's it's hilarious to watch. Yeah. But watching it then, I'm 
trying to remember. I don't think it was the subject matter. It was more, I think it was just, there was an effective use of music with the, I mean, now it looks derivative looking back at it, but it's just um, that kind of weird, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not like the slasher movie music, like, but that kind of whole thing where it just kind of like off tone, it kind of like makes you feel a little uncomfortable just hearing it. Although the weirdest thing about this movie is they would go from scenes with that kind of sound, that discordant note, into like, just happy music time, family on the beach at the river, and then Nanny! Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of abrupt switching, right? From like, oh my God, yeah. this is amazingly intense music into, yeah, it's fine, no problem. Like that it one was- where they... Zoomed in on that dog. You're like, it's just a dog. Why is all this intense music going on for a dog? Uh, they did a weird thing in the dog when, at the end, when the dog was stalking Gregory Peck around the house. I thought it was supposed to be doggy sounds, like, <laughs> yeah. but apparently it was like this low singing or something. Yeah, like he I has think the chorus were... of hell. <laughs> it was a bunch of people chanting or whispering or something. I'm like, yeah. is a dog doing that? Is that what's going on I, here? I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, why is the dog chanting so rhythmically? <laughs> hey, dog singing? I, I fully expected him to like turn the corner and there's like a pentagram with a bunch of people chanting or something, but it was just yeah. sound effects. Well, overall, you know, sense. I give it three spoonfuls of vomit. Oh well, I mean, uh, I'd eat that. <laughs> I eat that before Every I watch day. the movie again. Every day until I'm 100. <laughs> Is that it? Is that's that it. Our that's review of the classic that, Omen. That's all we got. Um, hopefully, this will be posted before uh, Halloween. No promises, though. Um, Matt, I'm this not- is the this is the time in the podcast where we read out all of our top tier patron supporters. That's right. Um. Did you get any? I don't got any. Um, all right. So uh, that's all the top tier Patreon listeners that we have for this month. Make sure you log into our Patreon page and uh, and donate. There's lots of lots of lots of benefits uh, for Patreon subscriptions. Matt, would you tell them the, the subscriber benefits, the Patreon benefits? Well, let's say you get access to content reserved only for patron subscribers. Yep. We say your name on and, the show. Uh, Chuck will uh, once a year perform one colonoscopy for uh, for you and a family member of your choice. I've only been trained in flex sig, though, so uh, it'll be a flex sigmoidoscopy. Flexible sigmoidoscopy. For, uh, only, Flexible for the, sigmoid. <laughs> only for the top most tier patrons. Oh. I have one final anecdote. I think I told you this before. I cannot remember. But fuck it. Let's just throw it in there again. When pilots get their clearance for flying... You um, mean it comes Pontius? Clear. Pontius pilot? No. Sky pilot. Sky pilot. Um, they give they give you your clearance to the airport via the route you filed for with the frequency information. And then, at the end, they give you what's called a swap code which is what you enter in your transponder, and then they can track you on radar and stuff like that. So the spot code is a four-number code, and I'm listening to this pilot in San Jose get his clearance, and the controller goes, all right, you're cleared to so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. 
And at the end, he goes, Fox 4666. And the pilot goes, can I get a different Spock code? (laughs) (laughs) The controller controller goes, "Uh, well, I don't really issue the code. It comes from center. He's just the local controller. And he's like, just, just, just give me the readback because I got planes waiting on you. Like we're sitting there trying to trying to taxi out to the runway and take off, but we can't get a word in yet. And so the pilot reads it back, and at the end he just goes, and that code, like he wouldn't say the word six followed by the word six followed by one more six. He didn't even say forty six sixty six or four sixty six six or something like that. He just said. And that code. Matt, I think we can, uh, you can trace the 666 to this movie, right? I think before The Omen, it wasn't a big thing. Before 1976, and this movie became a big hit, I don't think yeah. people really cared about 666. Now, everyone knows about it. Wasn't there something also, I thought you explained this to me once, where it depends how you how you uh, decipher the Hebrew or how you translate it or the Aramaic or whatever it was, where you could end up with 666, but it could also be 616 or the 661. Yeah, so this old sort of numerology where letters could also be numbers, right? And I think that uh, if you add them all up, uh, the number for like Nero's name was is either, depending on what letters you use, either 666 or 616. And that you have wow. manuscripts uh, showing different things. And did it bother you that they kept saying the Book of Revelations multiple times? All these supposedly knowledgeable priests—it's the Book of Revelation. They got it correct at the end when they did that passage. Right? It's a Book of Revelation, singular. They kept saying, according to the Book of Revelations. No, no. Oh my God! The internet has has lied to me for so long. The yeah, Book of a- Revelation. It is the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. <laughs> it is the book of Revelation. Yeah, it's singular, not plural. All the priests with their higher uh, learning and uh, they're supposed to be teaching all this stuff to the other congregants. They all got it wrong. I just got, I just got Mandela affected. Did <laughs> you always think it was Revelations, the book of Revelations? I, I, honestly, I never, yeah, I just kind of never thought about it, I guess. Didn't care. Apparently, I guess I didn't care. One single revelation, apparently, from start to finish. I guess it's because there's so many books in the Bible. It's like Ephesians and Galatians and Corinthians. Yeah, Yeah, Revelation. So you you thought Revelation was like a a town full of people. (laughs) (laughs) They're Revelations from the town of Revelation. Galatians. Yes, it is the book of Revelation. Well, Matt, as we close up our final podcast, do you have any words of wisdom for our audience? Oh!